happy to welcome in to Grizz Greats, the Coaching Tree podcast from a player's side of things, Derek Selvig. Derek played for the Montana Grizzlies from 2007 through 2011 and played for Wayne Tinkle throughout the course of those years. Derek, thanks for being with us. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Well, we're certainly happy to have you in here. And listen, when uh, when you hear the last name Selvig, maybe it becomes a foregone conclusion that you were going to play basketball at the University of Montana. <laughs> but at some point, you had to make a decision what you were going to do and who you were going to play for. What was it like to uh, to be recruited by by Wayne Tinkle and and then subsequently to come to Missoula to play basketball? It was a pretty easy decision as far as you know them just making it feel like a family. That's kind of what I was looking for. You know, I, I, I was getting recruited. I was playing on the AU team in the summer of my junior year and got to go to some big time events and was getting some interest from a lot of schools around the country. And um, the biggest thing that I, that I decided on was just that, you know, Coach Tinkle was a big, was a big guy. He played there. Uh, he could relate to players, um, especially, you know, be, being a big like myself. And then just the, the teammates that I was going to have, you know, it was important for me to play with guys that I would enjoy being around and that wanted to play for each other. And I felt like Montana and, and Coach Tinkle really um, offered all of that to me. So, when, when, when was the first time you, you met Coach Tinkle and what was your uh, uh, you know, impression of him that first, that first time, if you remember it? Oh, man, that had to been – it had to have been probably – you know, maybe eighth grade or, or, or freshman year of high school going out to their camps. I think actually, I think my parents introduced, if the story's right, introduced Wayne and Lisa back when my dad was a player. All right. Oh man, we're going yeah, all the way so down on this. There. There, yeah. There's, there's some family connection there. Um, my dad was a senior, I think, or a, or the grad assistant when Wayne was a freshman. So I'm not sure exactly the full story on that you'd have to ask Wayne but yeah probably probably my freshman year of high school out at their camp when you were going through the recruiting process I remember when you were coming up at Glendive and, and you mentioned played on that mm-hmm. AAU team and you were getting a ton of of looks more looks than a lot of guys in Montana get I mean obviously uh-huh. you're seven feet tall and you can shoot the three so that gives you a, right. a lot of extra exposure. Or I'm at least, for it, two yeah. on both of those. It, 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 intriguing. <laughs> it, it makes you an intriguing prospect for sure. But what was that like growing up in Glendive, Montana, and getting recruited by Utah State and Arizona State, Oregon, some of the other schools you're getting recruited by? It was pretty awesome. I mean, back then, that was before, you know, you had to play on an AAU team that was a neighboring state. Um, you could pretty much play with anybody anywhere. And so I played with a team out of Portland and got to go to Houston for a tournament. Vegas, and then got invited to the ABCD camp out in out in New Jersey um, with some high level guys, and uh, it was it was kind of a, a shock, you know. You you grow up in Glendive, and you're and you know you think you're the you know one of the better players out there, and then you go to these AAU tournaments, and you're like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm not very good. <laughs> so um, it's uh, it was it was pretty cool to get all that interest and stuff, but I wanted to I wanted to really you know, my, and my parents. We're, we're really great with keeping me grounded and keeping me focused on, on the things that mattered. And um, it was a great experience, but eventually I, you know, I, I went to the right spot. Everybody that sort of has seen or knows uh, Coach Tinkle, you know, this, this gregarious personality, 
such a kind mm-hmm. guy and all that, but he could get after you too when it comes to the coaching side of things. When you got into the program and start playing for him, what was it like to be a player for the coach, Wayne Tinkle? Uh, you know, the first few years was tough. It was, uh, you know, I was, uh, I was, you know, six eleven, seven foot, two hundred pounds, and getting beat up by, you know, some really good Grizzly players, and it was, uh, it was tough. It was challenging mentally, physically. But, you know, he was always, he was the guy that was, you know, he'd be hard on you on the floor, but, you know, he'd feel like he really cared about you off the floor. And that was, uh, that was big. I mean, that really, you know, kept things in perspective. I think there's coaches out there that, you know, really don't connect with you off the floor. And, you know, now as I'm a coach, assistant coach here at Montana Tech, it's important for me to, you know, if I'm, if I'm getting on a guy on the floor, it's important for them to see that you really care about them and that you're, you're wanting them to do do well and you have their best interest and I think he did a really good job with that. When Coach Kristoviak was at Montana they hit a, a great high when they beat Nevada in the first round of the NCAA tournament and mm-hmm. then when Coach Tickle took over there's a couple years there where uh, Montana maybe wasn't up to par compared to where they had been you know under Kristoviak and under Blaine Taylor still solid but not yeah. not big sky championship quality but then you guys kind of helped bring it back and made the NCAA tournament three out of four years I know you, I know you yourself played a couple NCAA tournaments what was the turning mm-hmm. point and, and how was coach Tinkle able to guide you guys uh in into returning to the big dance well it was uh you know when a, when an assistant coach takes over a program to be the head coach I think it's tough because he was, as an assistant, he was kind of the player's guy that he'd go put his arm around guys and, right. and was kind of their you know, best friend. And when you take over and now you're the head guy and you're getting on guys, some players can't handle that. They don't, they don't see what, you know, the, the, you know, correlation there. And, and we had, I think we had five or six guys transfer after my, after my red shirt freshman year. And I think that was the main reason was I, I went in at his second year. I went in as a freshman and, I think that's just the biggest biggest difference is he was the assistant, the you know, players guy, and now he's the head guy. And so there's there's some there's some strange deals that you know that work out there. And but I think you know after a while he he ended up recruiting the whole staff recruited great guys. I think team chemistry was our biggest strength as a team. You know I still talk to all those guys um, regular, regularly, and that was the that was the biggest reason for our success was the team chemistry. So I think bringing in the, the talent. And the and the type of guys that they brought in was the biggest contributor to, to success. What story do you have that you think best personifies what Wayne Tinkle was as a coach, and what is something that stands out where you're, you know in your mm. history with him? Oh man, so many. There's so many of them. You know, I remember, I remember one one game at Portland State. I can't I can't remember what year it was. You know, Portland State in their old gym, your locker room is basically the pool. They've set up chairs and they, they put a whiteboard right next to the pool. And so we're sitting there and, and, and we won a big game and we're, we're down in the, down there waiting for coaches to come down and it's taking them a little bit longer. And uh, all of a sudden the door bursts open and here comes coach Tinkle in just his underwear and a, a swimming cap and jumps in the pool and we all just lose it. And I think, I think uh, you know that's one of the that's one of the stories that, that I don't know if anybody's ever heard before, but you know that kind of that kind of stuff you know really kept guys going. You know the, the season can be a grind, and when you get a big win like that, and the coaches are you know that excited, I think that's just kind of you know it goes a long ways. 
growing up in a basketball family, one of the basketball families in the state of Montana, quite honestly, what was that like for you? It was really special, you know, to be able to watch my sister and my cousin Jordy play while I was there even for a year, year or two, and just a really neat thing that we can all connect with and all, you know, feel feel some pride in it. And kind of funny because I think people think that, you know, that's all we that's all we talk about is basketball and, and you know, and I don't I don't think that any of us are really defined by that, but we definitely all, you know, share that connection and it's really fun to be a part of that. When you got to Montana, I think uh, Coach Selvig was in like his 28th year and he was in his 32nd year when you graduated and did you appreciate at that time did you kind of ask you know understand kind of the level a that he had brought that program to but also kind of the the space he was carving out as a coach on a national level and in the history of the women's game yeah definitely you know I think I just don't I don't think you can not see the type of success that he had you know while while I was there and you know, the, the most impressive thing is how bonded all those Lady Grizz are throughout those years. I mean, they they all talk about how they feel as, you know, as close to the program as they were when they were playing, even when they're done. And, you know, that's special. And and being around Rob, you, you don't even, I mean, he doesn't ever, you know, talk about any of that stuff. He, you know, he's just, a, he's just a great guy and humble. And so it's just kind of, you're kind of in awe when you're around him because you're just he doesn't he doesn't really act like he's that big a deal and in, re- in, in reality he really is and so um, that's the, that's the neatest thing about it is you know the humility and all the success that he's had. Have you ever played cards with him? Oh yeah. What's the game he yeah, brought yeah. from Outlook? Because now he's sitting down at Stocks every day at two o'clock yep. and he's yep. he's owning the world at this game. What's it called again? It's it's called Smear. Smear, that's and, right. Uh, Smear, yeah, Smear and. Um, it's actually a game that, you know, as a player on planes, Coach Tinkle hated planes. I think he's afraid of flying, and he'd always make me sit with him and play Schmier, just me and him. So that's another another Coach Tinkle thing that <laughs> he loves the game, too. And if I ever see him on the road recruiting, I try and get him to play. But, yeah, I, I play with Rob. We play at family gatherings all the time. And all my aunts and uncles play Schmier. And it's just a, it's a fun game. It's fast-paced. But, um, yeah, Rob Rob definitely brought a brought a wave of excitement for that game in Missoula, for sure. You know, you have plenty of, of familial influence with your folks and everybody who knew about that, but for a guy who was in the program for as long as he was and in the in the athletic department like Rob was, did he ever have any advice or did you ever go to him when you were either before you were going to play or while you were playing in Montana and pick his brain or talk to him about this stuff, or was he was that something where you guys just kept the family thing the family thing? Um, a little bit of both. I mean, there were there were a lot of times, you know, my parents would stay at, at Rob's Rob and James, when they'd come watch me play, and after games we'd go up there and we'd talk about the about the game. If he if they weren't on the road playing, he was there. We'd talk about it just for a little bit, not not very much. I mean, it wasn't you know in depth really. And, and my dad has always stayed out of that stuff when I was a player. And I'd I'd call him. He'd always just you know he'd tell me just rebound and play harder. You know, it was never too in depth with that stuff. But you know, I've definitely talked to Rob about coaching more now that I've been a coach. I've definitely picked his brain on some other things and that facet a little bit more. What's one thing you've learned from him from a coaching standpoint? Um, I think it's it's the you know the the relationships with players. I mean, and it's the same thing I've you know with Rob or with Wayne too. It's, I mean, they both um, you know have developed great relationships with players, and and uh, I think that's I think that's the biggest thing about Rob's you know career at at Montana was 
just the players, you know, having this, you know, feeling that, you know, Rob really cares about them. And that's, that's kind of what I want to want to be known for as a coach as well is, is that you care. Derek, fantastic. Thanks so much for being with us on the podcast. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. This is a pretty cool deal. I'm excited to, to listen to the other guys you talk to. Who do businesses throughout the Pacific Northwest turn to for innovative internet and voice solutions? Blackfoot. Our cybersecurity, network uptime, ergo, and SD-WAN solutions ensure your organization is online all the time. Learn how Blackfoot can enable your business to move forward. Call 406-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash grizzgreats. Blackfoot. Connect to more.